revive us. Hallelujah, I'm the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, I'm the glory. Revive us again. Revive us again. David. Book of Psalms, chapter 85, the leader of those thousands and thousands of people, a holy man, even though in the midst of all of his mistakes, David prayed, will you once again, Lord God, revive your people so we can once again rejoice in you, God. David prayed that, how much more we should. Down at the cross where my say. Your God, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood of I'm singing glory to His name, glory to His name, glory to His name, there to the blood applied glory to his name you know what sing along oh for a thousand times to sing blessed blessed be the name of the lord the glory the glory of my god and king blessed be the name Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, yes, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, praise Him, oh, praise Him, praise Him, Jesus, my blessed Redeemer. Sing, oh, earth is wonderful love proclaim. Hail him, hail him, highest archangels in glory. Strength and honor give to his holy name. Blessed be the name, blessed be, you know it by now. Blessed be, blessed be the name of the Lord. All right. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, yes, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, praise Him, oh, praise Him, praise Him, Jesus, my blessed Redeemer. Sing, oh, earth, His wonderful love proclaim. Hail Him, hail Him, highest archangels in glory, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Okay, very good. Sort of very good, but you didn't know the song. I know that. We have come from so many different backgrounds this morning. 
and even facing trials this morning. Remember, we serve a firm, good God in the good times and the bad times. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. But then things change and you're down in the valley don't lose faith for you're never alone for the God on the mountain is still God in the valley when things grow wrong he'll make it right and the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. You talk of faith when you're up on the mountain but talk comes so easy when life's at its best but it's down in the valley of trials and temptations that's when your faith is really put to the test. For the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, He'll make it right. The God of the day is still God in the night. For the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. day, it could even be this morning, when you felt totally on top of everything, because everything seemed to be going your way, and you couldn't help but 
uplift the Lord in your life and praise him and thank him, that then maybe even since this morning or last year, whenever that time was, you have things that are not clicking and they're not going the way we desire. Should we stop praising him? He is the same God when we couldn't keep still about him. Praise you for everything you've done, even in the bad times. For he's the God yesterday. Remember? Remember? Hallelujah! When you couldn't stop saying that. And then today when things aren't going right. And he is the same God forever in the future. That's the solidity of the God that I serve. That's his character. He never changes. Hallelujah. Nebuchadnezzar, been reading about him in Daniel chapter 3 this past week in relation to this next song. But you talk about in that story of Daniel 3 the ups and downs of life. My goodness, on the mountain and in the valley. For Nebuchadnezzar had this dream and he couldn't have it interpreted by anyone in his court. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar, such a prideful king, said that if you can't interpret it to the people that worked for him, you will die. Finally, they discovered Daniel, the great prophet chosen by God and, God, and, and Daniel came into the king's presence and he said, I will tell you the interpretation. Wait a minute, not me. My God will give me the interpretation of your dream. And he did to the letter, to Nebuchadnezzar. And because of that, Daniel was showered with all kinds of accolades and all kinds of gifts, even to become chief of the province of Babylon, of which the king, Nebuchadnezzar, was the king of. That's the position he gave him. And then when Daniel got that high position because of his being faithful to God, really, in interpreting the dream, then he said, I have three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And by the way, <laughs> I'll never forget those names because years ago at Bethel, at one of, the, at one of the, the sessions they had in one of the conferences, we had this big old preacher that got up there and said, we're going to speak on today of Shadrach, Meshach, and Tibet we go. And I'll never forget it. So anyway, those three guys were Daniel's friends. And he asked King Nebuchadnezzar if they could come and work in the court as well. And because Daniel was the chief at that point, he appointed his three godly friends to oversee areas of the particular province. And you talk about floating high on top of the mountain. There they were, totally on top of the mountain, because God was evidently blessing them because of their faithfulness. And then the king erected this huge monument, this statue, King Nebuchadnezzar, in gold. It stood 90 feet high and about 9 feet in the bottom. Can you imagine this skinny little thing of King Nebuchadnezzar made out of gold? It looked ridiculous, just ridiculous. And he said, when you hear all the instruments in my province starting to symbol, and that was one of the instruments, and the bagpipes and you name it, you must bow down and worship this statue. Well, what do you think Daniel and Shadrach and Abednego did? They did not do it. In fact, they said, and the penalty if you didn't do it was to be cast into the fire and killed of this big pit that they'd done. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, that fire will not touch us. We are not going to bow down. And they refused to bow down to that statue because they worshiped the king of kings, the lord of lords, the god himself. And because king heard this, that this fire was not going to touch them, he said to his people in the court, set that fire and burn it seven times hotter than we've ever seen before so we make sure that they're dead. In fact, it was so hot that when the 
workers of Nebuchadnezzar brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the fire pit. The workers were caught by some of the flames and consumed and dead. And then the three godly men fell into the fire and were not consumed by the fire. Amazing. This is not just a fairy tale story. It's some God's word. It's true. And when King Nebuchadnezzar sometime later looked at the fiery pit, they were down there. Not bound, loosened by the power of the Spirit. And there were not three men, there were four men. A form of God himself. Some say it's an angelic being. Some say it's a recognition of Jesus Christ that is to come, the fourth being. But that was the case. Now you talk about being down in a valley. These guys were in a valley big time. But it's the same God they worship then and forever. And this is a brand new song. I just recorded actually in Nashville, so I'm going to kind of cheat and look at the words. But here we go. One, two, <laughs> well, old Daniel tells about a king long ago who birthed an idol of the image of gold. Said a fiery hot furnace is waiting for you if you don't bow and worship when I tell you to. We'll read on a little further about three brave men who wouldn't bow to the idol, no, they wouldn't give in. So the king got mad and said, boys, you're through. We'll worship a God and deliver you. And they threw three men down into the fire, bound and cast them in a flame that was seven times hotter. They saw Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, but who was that with them in the fire below? They threw three men in, and there were four men walking around. Well, King Nebuchadnezzar saw that they weren't dead, and the fire hadn't singed a single hair on their head. So they're setting you free to worship as you wish. There's no other God who can deliver like this. Well, they threw three fire and they bound and cast them in a flame that was seven times hotter they saw Shadrach Meshach Abednego but who was that with them in the fire below they threw three men in and there were four men walking around there we go <laughs> Took me a while to put the mic away. <laughs> if you're facing the fire and it's too hot to stand and the enemy's tied your feet in your hands, remember the story and the lesson you've learned. The ropes that tied them were the only thing burned. Well, they threw three men down into the fire. Bound and cast them in a flame that was seven times hotter. Was all Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. But who was that with them in the fire below? They threw three men in and there were four men walking around. Yeah, they threw three men in and there were four men walking. Three men in and there were four men talking. Three men in and there were four men walking around. Oh, yeah. There. Okay. 
my goodness, I cannot keep this. Uh, okay, I'll just sing the song. I, I don't mean to sing this song, but I'm going to sing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a better song than I thought. Hang on a minute. My goodness, why is this giving me trouble here? But I'm just going to sing whatever comes up here. I'm going to sing stood in the courtroom the judge turned my way it looks like you're guilty now what do you say I spoke up your honor I have no defense and that's when mercy walked in mercy walked in and pleaded my case called to the stand God saving grace the blood was presented that covered my sin forgiven when mercy walked in I stood there How could this be Someone so guilty Has just been set free My chains were broken I was born again The moment when mercy And pleaded my case Called to the stand God's saving grace The blood was presented That covered my sin Forgiven when mercy Mercy walked in. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is overwhelming to me. 
that God in his sovereignty would choose willfully to say, I'm going to show you mercy. Mercy is where we don't get we don't get what we truly do deserve. And what we deserve is the wrath of God as depicted in John 3, 35 and 36. If you are obedient to him, you will have life. And if you're not obedient, you do not obey him, you'll face the wrath of God. But through his mercy, not getting what I deserve, and that's eternal punishment. He has shown me grace. What we do get, which we do not deserve. And when you come to know Jesus, and that is to give your sin to him, and maybe most of us, if not all of us, know this this morning, but to solidify that in your mind and again in your spirit, if you're wavering at all and doubting, when you give your life to Christ, I give this dead, sinful self full of trespasses and sin. I remember the day when I was a little tyke. I did that. And I give the living, resurrected Jesus Christ that dead self. And he, through his mercy, I don't deserve it. And his grace comes in and you're a new creation. That's my Lord. Forgiving, kind, Showing mercy. The Pharisee in Luke chapter 18, beginning, I believe, with verse 10, yeah. The Pharisee and the tax collector. As many of you remember this story. They were, saw the Pharisee particularly praying out loud. And one of the things that the Pharisee said, Thank you, Lord, that I'm not like the other sinners. And so forth. And I fast twice a week, which was not the norm. It was over the top, by the way. And he went through all those gyrations of spirituality and religion. And then seen over here was a filthy, no good, lousy tax collector. Kicked it around. That's what the people thought of tax collector. And he was over there in the corner, not even lifting his head up to God, beating his chest and saying, I'm a sinner. Show mercy on me. And the Bible says that justice came to the house of the tax collector that day. Can you imagine the tax collector would say in his own heart, who am I? Who am I to be received by a Lord like that? Who are you? Who am I? When I think of how he came so far from glory, came and dwelt among the lowly, such as I, to suffer shame and such disgrace. On Mount Calvary, take my place. Then I ask myself, 
this question Who am I? Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he would pray not my will thine answer I may never ever know why he ever loved me so that to an old rugged cross he'd go who am I I'm reminded of this word I'll leave you never And I'll be true to you I'll give you life forever Think of it, children Oh, I wonder what I could have done To deserve God's own Fight my battles until they're won. For who am I? Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he? Answer I may never know why he ever loved me so that to an old rugged cross he goes for who am I? The answer I may never know. Why he ever loved me so That to an old rugged cross he'd go For who am I? Huge difference, huge difference. If you know Christ today between you and people who have rejected him all their life, the difference is obvious to those of us who know him. But then when we do, the difference becomes apparent because in everything we give thanks to him. And we worship him. And even 
at the grocery store, going up and down the aisle, we could say, God, I love you. I know you'll never leave me. I know you'll never forsake me. And for that alone, besides saving me through your mercy, I'm thankful. And he delights in that. That's why we're created, to glorify and uplift him, the God we serve. Why did he do that for us? Because he showed us grace and mercy. Because of his vast love. I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you died and rose again. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. You are my king, the only king. my king you are my king Jesus you are my king amazing love how can it be that you my king would die for me Amazing love, I know it's true, for it's my joy to honor you. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, I it's true it's my joy to honor you in all I do I honor you in all I do I honor great, magnificent God we worship. We only have caught a glimpse through this glass which is dim, but he has shown you through his spirit right here. The moment you believed, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How sing this next part, please. In glory to him, then sings my soul, my Savior. 
great, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. God's people, and they all said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Okay. Wow. There's not uh, one time that I recollect uh, being with Mr. Graham and the team and then giving the privilege of leading music. What? Who am I? Now, that isn't what the song means, but I ask it in that context, and that we don't sing that song. How great thou art. Of course, Bev Shea made that uh, very, very popular. The singer for Billy Graham, many of you know that. And uh, I thought of him on the way up here because uh, I drank about 14 cups of coffee. No, fifth, fifth. You know, it was a lot of cup of coffee I drank on the way up from Minneapolis. And uh, Bev Shea loved coffee. In fact, he died when he was 104, but when he was 100, way back before he died, way back, he was interviewed as 100. And they asked him, to what, Mr. Shea? The interviewer said, do you attribute your longevity? And he said, well, first the Lord... And then coffee. And that's what he said. That's what he said in the interview. And I'll never forget it. You know, I'm going to throw in a song here. I've, I've sung. Some of you have heard me sing it. And I wasn't going to because of that. Uh, but we've got a lot of children here. So the feeding of the 5,000. Many of you have heard that story. And uh, that is when God miraculously took those two fish and the five loaves. And, and uh, he fed five. Well, it wasn't only five. It was 5,000 men. So of all the women and children, who knows how many, but so many he fed miraculously. And then there's a story that goes along with it. I've read that there's a pastor that in this particular church, he spoke on this very subject of the feeding of the 5,000 two Sundays in a row. And uh, he was getting the pastor a little bit forgetful in his longevity at this church and elderly years. And so the first Sunday of speaking on this subject, he got up there and said, I'd like to have you open the Bibles, and I'm going to speak this morning on the feeding of the five men with 2,000 fish and 5,000 loaves of bread. But he knew something went wrong, but he couldn't put his finger on it, so he plowed away anyway in the sermon, and, and afterward he knew something went awry. So that following week, anticipating a sermon on the same subject, he studied extra hard. He got up there on Sunday morning. The next one he said, now this morning, open your Bibles. I'm going to speak on the feeding. He was so proud of the 5,000 men with two fish and five barley loaves. Now, how is Jesus going to do that? And a little boy stood up and said, I'll just give him all the food left over from last week. You got plenty there. <laughs> So uh, that was the story there. So uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it is a good story, though. I mean, in the Bible. Well, a little boy heard that Jesus would be passing by his way. So he asked his mama if he could go out and beat Jesus that day. She told him yes, but before he left, 
she turned to her son and said, Son, we don't have much, but I fixed you a lunch of just a little bit of fish and bread. When Mama fixed a lunch one day, hey, when Mama fixed a lunch one day, she did not know how far it would go. When Mama fixed a lunch one day, well, the little boy sat down upon the ground. He was just about ready to eat. When he saw some men approaching him, he wondered, what do they want from me? I know that everybody's hungry, but all I brought was just a little bit of fish and bread. But they said, if you'd give it to God, you would leave here with more than what you came here with. Well, the little boy watched as Jesus, he put the bread and fish in his hand. And he blessed it, broke it, gave it to every little boy, girl, woman, and man. And the lunch was multiplied right before his eyes. The boy couldn't understand how, but he could not wait to go back and tell his mama how the lunch fed a great big crowd. Mama fixed a lunch one day, when mama fixed a lunch one day, no, she did not know how far would go when mama fixed a lunch one day no 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 she did not know how far would go when mama fixed a lunch one day bum, bum, there it is <laughs> okay i'll tell you i can't tell you adequately how good it is to be back at Emmanuel again. It's been a long time. I have uh, been here and, and ministered to some of the smaller groups, if you will, within the church. But then to be here on a Sunday morning, I don't really remember being here on a Sunday morning before. Uh, maybe, but not having a service like this. And it's a, it's a real big honor. And it may not show, but I really put my mind into this morning and of what to do and not to do and half the stuff I'm not even doing. Uh, throughout this past week and uh, uh, what might be appropriate and so forth, but so many memories from here. And remember some of you when I uh, led the music at that Ralph Bell Billy Graham crusade here we had in the fairgrounds? And uh, do, you, do you know the name Reggie Smith and Lady Love? They're two singers and Billy Graham videos and all that stuff. How many of you know that? Oh, forget it then. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the story. No, no, forget it. I don't even know why I mentioned it. But anyway, it was a funny story I thought of on the way up here, but uh, I'm not going to say it. Forget it. So, uh, <laughs> so here's a song from way back when. I'm digging out of the old can, and uh, it's a good one. It's the greatest story song I know, for you and me as believers especially. But it is a good story from there, but you're not going to hear it. You don't know the singers. It doesn't make sense. The rain was pouring down. The roof began to leak. And so I called the carpenter. His shop was up the street. And I begged him to come quickly. He promised that he would. And it wasn't long till I heard a knock. Then on my front porch he stood. 
with wisdom in his eyes, a toolbox in his hand. I told him I was desperate, and he seemed to understand. I didn't know what was in store that dark, that rainy day, when the carpenter, when the carpenter asked him to come in he spread his tools out on the floor he seemed to know his way around like he'd seen this place before right away he went to work and he knew just what to do in no time flat he fixed the roof then he thought that he was through but then he tore down one whole wall. He didn't ask me if he could. And at first, well, I was furious. But then I saw the rotten wood. He told me not to worry, that he'd build me back like new. He said that it just might take some time, but he'd stay to see it through. Wisdom in his eyes, a toolbox in his hand. I thought he'd come just to patch things up, but he had bigger plans. After all he's done for me, I'll never forget the day when the carpenter, when the carpenter came. And this verse, the best for the believer. He's still at work today, and he says that he won't stop until this house is perfect from the bottom to the top. I've learned that I can trust him, so I'll wait patiently. And if it takes forever, well, I guess that's all right with me. With wisdom in his eyes, a toolbox in his hand I thought that he'd come just to patch things up but he had bigger plans after all he's done for me I'll never forget the day when the carpenter when the carpenter came after all he's done for me I'll never forget the day when the carpenter, when the carpenter came, when the carpenter, carpenter came. Just this past week, I talked with a fairly good friend of mine. In fact, he's a real good friend. He since has moved to Florida from Minneapolis several years ago. But a struggling person, a struggling believer, and we all struggle. If I only could tell you on a one-on-one -on -one, some of the battles that I have raging within me every day.
I desire to serve the Lord with all my heart. I desire that. And then there's this voice that says, do this. Think this. Do that. And I am... I know what it means to pray unceasingly. For all day long at Walmart, at home, wherever it may be on the road, God, supreme in my life. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. You changed my life. I know you did. And now the sanctification becomes very difficult. But it is there because it's so real what he initially did when I said, Lord Jesus, come in. Remember the living, resurrected Christ? That's the battle. It's not all raging all the time with a live fire, but it comes and goes here and there. And I am praying that through the entirety of my life. This is 45th year of ministry full time. I know he's going to remain faithful, but I remain faithful to him. My friend in Florida didn't. And he got heavily involved in giving in to the voices that become fainter, by the way, in my life as I serve him. But that evil voice became louder in my friend's life. And he is now chosen, not just this last week, but about a year ago, I thought of him again on the way up in this past week of thinking about today. To serve the Lord with gladness in all things. There is no other under heaven whereby, that's written, name, whereby we must be saved. None. He knows that. I know that. Most of you this morning know that as well. And then to totally surrender even the things that my friend got involved in, he has now surrendered. Serve him. Our lives, it's but a vapor. How many people do you know that you don't anymore because they're in heaven or who knows where? Because you don't know their heart. Serve him this day. Take it a day at a time. He is merciful to you. No matter what you're thinking or saying this morning, his mercy abounds forever. As the tax collector, be merciful to me, O oh God, and he will. Not getting to you what you do deserve, because he's redeemed you. He has shown you mercy. I claim that in my life. And every day I live... I know the promise that he's given to me and you too. If you don't, start. That I live under the shadow of his wings. Great promise. Psalms, read it. My way was filled with danger. I felt alone. The enemy had singled me out to do me harm. And when he drew near, my heart filled with fear. But then I heard someone near calling me, Jesus, to his side. And I rest 
But what he can't see is that I'm under my Lord's wings. Under his wings, thunder rolled, dark clouds hung low. I was out in a storm, shivering in the coldness there. No safe retreat from harm And there were strong winds Could this be my end? But then I heard my friend Calling me to his side And I rest under his wings There he covered me and now I can sing. And the storm still rages, but in the rock of ages, I'm resting warmly under my precious Lord's wings, under His love can sever Under His wings My soul shall abide Safely abide Forever Let's all stand, please. Let's all stand. And close. Singing of the faithfulness of God. Sing together. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee thou changest not thy compassions they fail not as thou hast been thou forever will great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by I see. 
thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. As we go from here, this is the day that the Lord has made, not tomorrow. Today has enough problems of its own, the Bible says. So don't fret about tomorrow, seriously. Your job, what you got to face at school or whatever, you think about it, but don't let it get in the way of who God is to you. And live this day to its fullest. If you haven't yet for a long time, Get into his word. Are you sad? You can know joy. Jeremiah said it. Thy words were found. Here. And he said, I ate them, and thy word was unto me what? What was it? The joy and rejoicing of my heart. And then the great mercy that God has given to each one of us today. I have all overwhelmed with it. And to think of this in closing, he, Jesus, would rather die than to live without us. That's the only time in history where God the Father was merciless when he took the innocent Christ and put him on the cross so we could day to day know mercy. And gave up his glory for a while. Not his deity. But remember he emptied himself in Philippians. He gave his glory up for a while. I know that because then John says he got it back. He gave that up for you today. How could it help but not worship him? Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Pastor. challenged to live a life of faith.